Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 31, 2023. For this podcast, I'm talking to William Lodder, star of the binge series Love Me. This show is about family dynamics, relationships, sex, grief, and navigating through the ups and downs of life. And it's done in such an honest, emotional, and gritty way. William graduated at NIDA in 2020 and was the lead in the Australian movie Go-Karts, or named Go in Australia, and then went on to roles in the ABC series Wakefield, the Stan four-part series Bali 2002, and now, of course, playing Aaron Matheson in binge series Love Me. He has already worked with screen legends Richard Roxburgh and Hugo Weaving and Aussie superstar Bob Morley. William, thank you for your time and for joining me here at TV Central. You couldn't have said it any better, man. Thank you so much, Aaron. It's lovely to be here. Well, a lot of times when actors start in the industry, they play bit parts here and there and build up their their resume. You walked into the lead of, of Go, which I want to chat about later, and then Wakefield, and then as one of the leads in Love Me, um, and then, of course, in a really powerful and confronting series about the Bali bombings. How mm. has the journey been uh, so far for you? It's been it's been a ride, I guess. Um, it's been a very unexpected um, start, I guess, to um, hopefully um, a, f- a fun career. And um, I don't know, I've, I don't know how long I've been doing this for now, but it feels like like four decades, man. <laughs> but you know, you have to be patient and um, just enjoy the process, really, because that's, that's the most important part of it. But it's been weird and crazy and fun. Yeah. All right. I'm going to jump around a bit, but I do want to um, cover Love Me First, my favorite Australian drama over the last few years. I think it's the rawness and honesty that drew me in. For the people that yeah. like need to catch up, though, give me a rundown on the premise of Love Me. Um, so we're following uh, an Australian family that live in Melbourne, um, the, the Math- Matheson family, um, and we're following three generations. Um, uh, a man in his 60s, uh, uh, a young woman in her 30s and a young man in his early 20s. Um, and we're getting to see a part of their life when they're dealing with, you know, all factors of life, um, you know, specifically love and and, and grief, um, loss. And um, uh, there's all, I guess, how would I explain it? Yeah, all the concepts of what life is, there's all this goodness in there that we get to um that we get to see in these characters um so there's um well obviously yeah three main couples as you said there's peter and clara and also glenn and anita but it gets a little bit multi-layered with your character aaron because there's both ella and jess uh, on the scene just give me an overview of your character aaron um aaron is a working law student Oh no, I wouldn't say working law student. He's a he's um he's a training law student. Um he he is quite an interesting person that I'm very fond of, I think. Um he's definitely one to be quite a nervous wreck. Um, but he's definitely a very sensitive person on the inside. Um I think one of the best parts I liked about him was how layered and how much depth he had to him because I don't know for the viewers that have seen the first season, but um he is definitely 
one of the more emotional wreck type characters based on the situations. Um, I don't know if I'm even allowed to spoil anything because I feel like people might have not seen the first season and I don't want to like, I don't want to spoil anything at the same time, but um, he, uh, he has these things that happen in the, in the first season that kind of shift his, his, his life um, and make him under pressure with, you know, the factors of of what it means to to you know be in love and what does love mean and and um and yeah yeah if that answers the question I don't know yeah I think all bets are off the table in terms of season one because uh, this this <laughs> podcast is about season two so I think I think it's okay. Um, <laughs> What, what I'm just looking that, out. I'm just looking. I'm making sure. I'm making sure. <laughs> one of the things that stands out for me um, about Aaron is his ability to articulate his emotions and speak out um, and talk about his feelings. It's certainly contrary to the st- stereotypical alpha male about keeping everything inside. Was, was that important from the creators to have Aaron being a, a young man um, that does show and voice his emotions? Yeah, it was definitely really important. And it's also something that I've really wanted to um push forward in my work um because just to give as much um a truth to the matter as possible of um masculinity and 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 um and being able to express your most emotions as a man or as a young man and he's such a great example of someone that doesn't really have any filter or or um wall blocking him from how he's feeling inside um and i think it's i think it's good to be able to show that on screen because then i get to have other young people as my such as myself or and even young actors as well that can go yes it's it's you know it's it's finally it's not finally okay like they're saying then going nah now i can do it but you know the more people that start to open the gate into especially especially with with young men and just mm. men in general being able to show emotions on screen i think it'll um it'll broaden the variety of people that can open up more often i think um but yeah it's where you know it's going somewhere it's it's getting much better you know there's such a culture in australia with um our masculinity as men and um it's kind of breaking that down because i think it's it's really ancient how it used to be you know, to be mm. this this type of man that doesn't show anything, doesn't, you know, um, express anything to to one another when it comes to it, it being, you know, um, I don't know, taken as weak or, um, I don't know, not manly enough. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just really ancient and it's like we need to just like kind of get with the times a bit, to be honest with you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And there's nothing, there's nothing more... I think beautiful and, 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 um, of a man to be able to share your feelings, be truthful about it. And that's why I think Aaron's story is so interesting to me because his whole thing is about trying to be a better man or be a man. It's like, how can I be like my father? Who's this man? I'm I'm trying really hard. It's like, you know, he's already doing it in mm. a sense, you know, um, I found Aaron also to be one of the most complex of the characters on the show. He's so yin and yang. He is, he's kind and he's emotive, but he is immature in some ways, but then super mature in others. He's naive in certain areas, but highly intelligent in others. He's complicated yet simple, 
yeah. leads from the heart. Um, how would you describe Aaron, or did I did I do a good job of that? <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. I feel like I kind of I just describe him as like a very you know a tall puppy in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, he he just consumes the love around him and and wants to provide it back to people, but um uh it's it's taken him a long time to be to able to accept the love that's around him and 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 um be able to reverberate that to other people but um he yeah he's a vener- he's a very vulnerable um vulnerable but strong person if that yeah. makes sense at all absolutely um, yeah do you um do you remember your first scene in season 1 or at least the first scene that aired in the series yeah, I remember. <laughs> we... <laughs> it's so like classic of me because I have such bad luck all the time. I remember the first day of shooting. Our actually our first ever, yeah, our first day on season one with Emma Freeman was with myself and Mitzi Rollman, who plays Jesse, and we. It was our. It was the kiss at the end of the season one. I think in episode six. Um, where they're kind of oh no maybe no it's maybe it might be episode five, um where they're at university and they're both a bit um not sure where they stand and mm. uh, they eventually kiss and that was the first thing that we shot and Mitzi and I only known each other, um, for like two weeks on Zoom calls because this was during COVID and so it was it was it was an interesting one having to kind of I mean that's you know part of it but it was um it was pretty funny. It was a it was a big day, but um, it was a successful day, and um, yeah, everyone worked really hard that day. So, well, I asked that because your first scene, which actually like aired, oh, and yeah. may, may not have been <laughs> shot. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> you were rather naked and uh, going <laughs> going down on your girlfriend Ella at the time. Um, how was I mean? I'm asking that because I, how was that when you got the script and literally like the first scene, well, I suppose that that's going to air has you being naked and performing oral sex on your on-screen yeah. girlfriend. That's pretty huge. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But like, that's what the show's about, you know, like, I don't know, 80% of it is about the sex. And it's like, if you, if you want to be on that, that show, you've got to be able to, you know, sacrifice those type of things. And um, I think that was one of my first um, um, sex scenes on, 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 on camera. And so it was um, really intimidating, but I knew that, you know, that's what you sign up for in the show. And, and I think at the end of the day, it wasn't about just doing a sex scene. It was about like showing love and showing sex, you know, without mm. any the, the, um, the the cliche um sugar coating of it or the because it's 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 not always um I mean that scene's beautiful in itself not saying it's a it's a anything of an ugly scene but you know it's we tried to make it as real as possible you know because it's not always beautiful and and as it like uh, I don't know sparkly as they make it in television shows and everything so yeah well actually I was gonna say that because the the scenes are fairly explicit but they're not gratuitous um there's no, no. overlay music playing take, no we're not going Game away. of Thrones type type <laughs> shit we're keeping it to a minimum but you know keeping it as you know real as possible without going to that extent that yes yeah, 
So it's supposed to show like the real aspects. It says it can be tender, it can be awkward, it can yeah. be fun. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's I guess some of the reasons why the sex scenes are are fairly explicit. Yeah. Now, look. Although I have no issues with yourself and Bob Morley having separate sex scenes and seeing the bare bottoms, it's another thing seeing Hugo Weaving's character, <laughs> Glenn, with his pants around his ankles with a needle what on the kitchen bench. What are you talking about? That beautiful man, his beautiful ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come well, on, Aaron. I... You liked it. Uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> Yeah, um, despite the awkwardness, though, I imagine these scenes are quite liberating, though, for some of the audience, because older people do have sex, believe it or not. Um, yeah. It's just a fact of life, and it's it's really seen or talked about on television. Hugo and um, Heather get a few naked scenes. Mm. Is, it, is, it, is it because of the realness of Love Me that they include these kind of scenes? Well, I mean, you'd never, you never. when do you ever see, you know, mid-60-year-olds having sex on screen? It's like... We no one really shows that because everyone makes it as if you get to a point of age where that's just taboo. And we would, I think, all of us were like, "Scrap that!" Like, I don't. I where does that come from? In a way, you know what I mean. It's such a weird culture that we have in 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 um, on film and television as well that it's like we just don't show that. It's like you can name me how many bloody shows do that with you know people in their sixties or around that age range having sex and it being beautiful. You know what I mean, and it's and it's and and it was our job to um, I don't know, pull that wall down and go like this is real life, and you know what I mean. People can still make love and um, you know, love in any yeah. age. You know what I mean. So yeah. And Hugo, you are a beautiful man. Yes, absolutely. A beautiful man, <laughs> he is. Yeah. The issue of um family death was explored in season one with um Aaron's mum Christine, um, but this was kind of compounded with um your dad meeting. Uh, and moving on with Anita very quickly. How did Aaron process all of that? It's a lot to deal with, hey. It is a lot to deal with, and I think I think on I think one of the big things that Emma and I talked about at first was um, trying not to make him because on the script it can I think it can come off a lot as quite whiny because a lot of his scenes in the first season are very um, he's in an emotional state and it's usually complaining in to some extent or he's quite upset with some sort of situation um and i wanted to make sure and emma wanted to make sure that you know him in that state as soon as it's whiny the audience is kind of going to tap out because yeah. then it just becomes a bit where where um but in this situation it's like you have to I don't know. It's like every time his a scene would come up with him, everything was understandable for what he was thinking or going through. You know what I mean? You can play characters that um, you might not agree with what they're saying or what they're doing emotionally or physically, but you have to understand it to an extent. And I always agreed with everything Aaron was doing because it made sense. And in that, into your question about, you know, his father leaving, you know, a couple of days after his, his wife's death and um, immediately coming back with a new woman, of course, he's going to be pissed off and, you know, really, really broken from that. And, and he's, he's felt very betrayed in a way. And, mm. you know, there's so many emotional stakes happening for him in that time, because he's like, I feel like I'm actually going insane that this is really happening. You know what I mean? And, it's it's like 
you you all uh, had this wall up, as I was talking about before, and I'm the only one who's able to um, express myself naturally. Um, but all of you are pretending. It's like, why? What is happening right now? This is like, this isn't real life. This, you know, this can't be happening. But um, yeah, poor, poor young man. <laughs> poor Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron, he was in a relationship with Ella throughout season one, and clearly not right for each other, but they they both got something out of it. What what do you think it was for Aaron if it wasn't the usual romantic love, or maybe you think it was? Um, it's a good question. I think that it's a prime example of sometimes, you know, two people are just not meant for each other, and I think those two weren't you know, I think it was more a, a physical attachment they had to each other and it was mm. blinded that it was love. And that was his problem at first is going, I love this girl. Um, but I actually can't even explain how, how or why I do. And that's his problem. And I think that he needed Jesse to tell him, he get him to tell him to that himself and say, why do I, why am I with this girl? And, you know, the same with Ella and going, why am I with this guy? I don't even, do I love him? Um, yeah, so I, you know, Shalom, who plays, um, who plays Ella, um, we both, you know, had a lot of breakdown conversations into, you know, creating a difference between, you know, how Aaron interacts with Ella and how Aaron interacts with Jesse. Obviously, of course, they would, you know, interact differently, but you know, how would they love differently and how would they kiss differently, you know, because there's a difference, and I think with uh, with Jesse, Aaron is way more gentle um and 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 opened to to her but with mm. ella it's more just like i'm i'm just here to, you know i, I he's he, he i don't he sees more of a um of a figment of what love is in a way if that makes sense um mm. but the, i don't think internally he's really feeling that in a way um yeah Let's talk about um, how season one ended and what's coming up for season two. Let's start with Clara and and Peter. I It ended on a super happy note for them um, with Clara asking if Peter wants children. What yeah. can we expect for season two? I imagine uh, lots of sex to have a baby, but I'm guessing <laughs> the road won't be smooth. <laughs> <laughs> that look just then, Aaron. Classic. Um, yeah, it's not going to be smooth. Um it, like you know, this show that sometimes is not going to be happy endings, and and I guess for in Aaron's story, uh, by the end of season one, it's not it's left open, but it's not you know where you want his character to be, and I think this one the stakes are much higher, and I think we're showing that you know love is not perfect. It takes a lot of sacrifices, and you know it can be beautiful, but it's also painful and. Um, you're gonna have to be able to sacrifice things in your life to um to do another and and Aaron's got this huge responsibility this season um that will you know take him in an interesting place so I do not want to give anything away. <laughs> you said before that it's not always happy endings. I thought we agreed there were a lot of happy endings in this show. <laughs> Well, in 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 Aaron's case, there's not a very happy ending by the first season, but the rest of them, bravo, mm. carry well, on top. 
Well, Glenn and Anita got married, obviously, in season one. They also um, ended on a on a good note. So, um, yeah. although because they got married so quickly, they are really only now finding out about each other's, I don't know, strengths, their weaknesses, habits, hangups, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I imagine season two will be about getting to know each other more. Is is that what's happening with Glenn and Anita? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think there's you know that these two are, are definitely meant for each other and it's, you know, how do we keep this love that we have already going and, and in even under, even under um, a circumstance or a situation, I love this person and what am I willing to do to keep that person? Um, yeah. There is a, I mean, I'll say there's a little subplot with Anita, um, a bit of a backstory mm -hmm. there, which is quite interesting, which we won't go into. Yeah. And then, of course, um, Ella announced that she was uh, pregnant at the end of last season, um, just as uh, Aaron and Jesse were exploring their potential um, romance. How does season two start? Are we time jumping a bit? We're time jumping around... Um around eight months or oh, eight or no no sorry around nine or yeah nine months at least i'm pretty sure um yes uh ella is very pregnant um um ready to pop and um yeah yeah <laughs> i'm so like do not want to say the wrong thing <laughs> And want to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> Fair enough. That gives you enough. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. So just um, quickly, I did see Frank Woodley in season two playing a serious role of a doctor. Was that Frank Woodley? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. There he is. And um, Aaron Chen is uh, in there too with a cameo. Is yeah. anyone else doing cameos at uh, next season? Uh, you're gonna have to wait and see. We've got a couple of cameos, definitely. Seriously, it's we've got a really cool lineup of of new faces, and um, yeah, yeah. I know, I know you've seen three. You said, but um, four, five, and six, we've got even more in there. So yeah, keep a lookout. All right, yeah, I have seen three episodes of season two. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely no dip in engagement for the show. A great new season but let's talk about uh go karts or it's called yeah. go in australia yeah. for a moment your first movie give me yeah. a ru rundown of the plot for that movie um i was playing um a a young boy um called jack hooper i think he he's around um 16 um and he's moved to this this new town with his um his single mother and um this yeah this I, we we shot that in Bustleton, um, in WA, and um, he is explored and opened up to the um to the fun times of uh, you know go karting and go kart racing, and um, yeah, it opens up his his um um world with this this new thing that he's he's found um a, a love for, and um uh, he meets uh, he meets um. His mentor, I'd, I'd say, um, uh, Patrick, played by Richard Roxburgh, who's um, a uh, retired um, go kart and F one driver, and um, yeah, he uh, they 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 get quite a a, a beautiful and interesting bonding um, towards the sport, and um, I guess you know Patrick takes takes him under his wing. But as you can see, the way I'm speaking about this, I haven't seen that film in so long. Um, this is, this is great. Cause I need to recap on even what happened. <laughs> 
Well, it's it's funny enough that your character is also dealing with grief of, of a lost parent, you know, the same yeah. as in is in Love Me. Your character Jack is young but forced to grow up very quickly. Um, I think that's a massive reflection on kids these days. Um, kids mm -hmm. having you know, they, they are just kids, but they're having to deal with so many adult issues and of course not always getting it right. Yeah. Um, there's obviously go-karting in the film, but I think that's really just a means to delve into a much deeper story, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, on the outskirts, you know, it is about the go-karts and, and the racing and, and how that makes them feel. But, um, down below there's this, um, thing dwelling in Jack that he, um, doesn't know how to express and, and, and doesn't know, who to talk to about it with. And I think the go-karting itself and the people he met along the way is the way to get that out of him to be able to to process it and 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 express it properly. Yeah. How was it for you, your first major lead role? It seriously looked like your 20th movie. Um, but a lot of learning, I imagine. But I did you enjoy it? I loved it. It was you know, it, it, I, I mean, you can, def, I don't, I don't know about performance wise. I, it, it's understandable as my first film, as you can see, um, I, I find it very hard to watch that film. Um, but it was such a, a, a fun time. I met so many beautiful people. I was, I remember I was still in high school when I shot that. Um, so I, I was still studying, um, in I don't I forget what year, but yeah, I I kind of left school for like three months, and shot that film, um, and it was probably the best um, choice I made because I remember um, a lot of the teachers there told me and they warned me not to, to go do it and told me that it's a bad decision and you should um keep doing your studies, and I just had this gut instinct telling me that like this is an opportunity that. Um, not a lot of people get and I was just like nah screw that man I'm out of here I have to mm. go do that film um and it was like a complete eye-opener man I was like I had done um before that prior a lot of um just short films and doing extra work and I think mainly the extra work that I, I, I used to do as a as a young boy was probably the best training I had so when I got there on the day I kind of already knew a lot of the the roles that people played there and I and I knew where to stand but you know um it opened me up to um playing a character and how much more layers there are to it you know what I mean but um yeah that was a really fun time for me yeah you certainly have been offered some massive stuff. I mean, you were in Bali 2002, the four-part series based on the Bali bombings. Obviously it's hard to watch um just because of the theme, your character Jono features most heavily in episode two. Yeah, can, can filming only be treated like any other movie, like like Go or Love Me, or was it kind of eerie on set knowing that these characters are, are real people? Um, some of them, of course, tragically died. Yeah, I think I, you know, I felt a um a response to be able to you know respect these people as much as possible. I the the character I played Jono was a hybrid of 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 three different people that um lost their lives in that bombing and um yeah there was a part of me that really wanted to represent them um as a whole and in that time on that really tragic event but um yeah i think you know 
it's you always want to keep it a positive tone on set and you know to keep everyone happy and to keep everyone going because that was a really crazy shoot and um we didn't have a lot of time to shoot that as well um so it was very stressful at times but um you know it, you just had to be as respectful as possible because we actually had people and even extras that had opened up and said that they were there or they had family members that had died in it. And it was really um, a moment of going, ah, I need to, you know, be as respectful as possible and, um, you know, have fun doing the process, but, you know, um, uh, I guess be as mature as possible because it's a, it's a real life event and um, it's a really tragic one. And yeah, you just want to pay as much respects as you can, to be honest. I've done so well as well. Um, what's next for you? Have you completed anything else or are you filming anything now? Um, I'm in the works of doing something I cannot talk about, unfortunately. No I, one I, can ever talk about their next thing. I know, <laughs> I, I know, but it's so like, like just, just recently that I don't even, I need to, I feel like there's someone with a, you know, a sniper laser to my head right now that if I say the wrong <laughs> thing, I'm going to, um, not be able to finish yeah, this no, podcast. Of course. You, Aaron, but, um, getting the season two out there. We've got the Sydney premiere tonight and um, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the future, man. Yeah. I imagine you've already ticked off some dream roles. Love Me is um, it's just fantastic. And Bali 2002 will be an important part of your, of streaming looking back in years to come. What What is some of your dream roles that you want to take on in the future? Yeah, I don't think I do have any really. It's more, um, I just try to be as precise as possible with, who I'm working with, who's the director, who's the writers, and, and you know, they, do they make some really great stuff? Um, but no, I don't know. I, I, not really. It's, it's just, you know. Do you want to keep your roles diverse or are you happy to take over from Chris Hemsworth and do 20 Marvel films? Oh, no, I I, I, I want to um remain unrecognizable. That's my, um, that's my, that'd be, that'd be a dream to be able to just um mold into characters and and not be noticed i think um yeah i i i think and that's why I, I try to be really picky with what i do because i want to be as um diverse as possible in in what i'm playing and um yeah i just you know i love you know playing something different every time so um hopefully we can you know stay on that route and um see what's about yeah do you think you'll do the move to america thing i mean it certainly worked out for people like bob morley yeah um yeah bob's a great example of you know someone that's done really well there and you know had such a um a great career i um it's you know it's always been a a question for me that i've just been um patient towards um you know i've never felt a complete urge to jump over there straight away and kind of um take what's ever given to me it was more for me um been slightly anal about what I want to do and 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 what I want to be a part of and um yeah f I, I I love to work in the states and it's something um myself and the team are, are trying to are trying to do and 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 broaden the audience and broaden my you know roles especially in America um but you know it's it, for me it's you know finding the right project is is the main thing so I want to ask who inspires you in terms of life in general and with acting. I think, yeah, it's got to be, I, I mean, I take a lot from other actors, but, you know, it always goes back to my family. You know, I think yeah. with everyone, you always kind of want to, um, 
you know, do good for your parents and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I, I take a lot of inspiration from um, uh, new actors, you know, Viggo Mortensen, um, Kate Blanchett, um, uh, um, who else? Uh, Taylor Russell, um, to name a few. Um, Hugo Weaving is a great example. Um, he, Hugo inspires me a lot, and and uh, Shalomba in Franklin, Franklin actually, um, uh, who played Ella in our show. Um, she's a big inspiration for me as well, and um, and she's got such a big career ahead of her as well. Um, so, yeah. Well, as we come to the wrap up point, um, I just wanted to ask, who are you away from from filming? Um, like, what do you like doing in your spare time? What are your passions? um one of my passions i am a bit i'm a big movie buff i i I do watch like i try to watch a film when i have the time if i have enough free time i'll watch a film a night maybe um wow uh yeah i'm 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 big on photography and uh and uh i i'm i i guess i live by the beach so you know the beach and the bush have been a um a big part of my life for since i was a baby so you know i i try and i try and stay out in the country and uh, or by the water um in my free time um to kind of get away from all the noise um because that's i feel most like myself and how i feel like will um so yeah that's that's my um that's my temple really (laughs) is the bush but um yeah do you know if the, you'll be doing a, a third season of Love Me or is it too early with season two not even coming out yet? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the good old no comment. No problem. Um, we'll wait We'll wait for Binge to make an announcement on that one. Um, William, what a start to your career. Some really engaging, emotive and powerful stuff um, that has confronted grief, uh, tragedy, loss, love, the complexities of relationships and I guess how we as humans react to this crazy world we live in. So thank you so much for joining me at TV Central. Thank you, uh, Aaron. It's been a pleasure, man. Seriously, mate. Thank you so much. Cheers. That's awesome. Uh, That was William Lodder um, of the six main ensemble cast members in the binge series Love Me, which is coming on the 6th of April uh, for season two. Bali 2002 can be seen on Stan. Wakefield is still on ABC iView. And the movie Go can be seen on Netflix. That's it for another TV Central one-on-one podcast. For all the latest news, streaming options, ratings, television guides and podcasts, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to William Lodder. Bye for now.